there's time for a change. And I'm well aware of what you see and how you see it. And I'm even more aware that you're upset. It is time for a change. It is time for a change because you're leaving. And you're leaving rightfully so. You're leaving because our views don't match our Christ. You're leaving because our behavior, it doesn't match our words. You're leaving because you deserve to. It's time for a change. This is a call to you. A call to come and help me restore the balance. There is no spoon. There are no realities that we have not created. And the wonderful thing about created realities is that we can uncreate what we don't want by a simple thought. This video, this video is not for everybody. This message is not for the people who are going to give the negative comments. This message is for you. It is for you because you feel what I'm saying. You know, I still believe that words are powerful. I still believe that words are the things that draw us and bind us together. I still believe there's power in words. We've already won. We've already won because people like me exist. And I'm not alone. If you hear me, if your blood is on fire for change, if you hear me, if you feel me, if I've made you move in a manner, in which you've been waiting for. Come. I know it's time for a change. It's here. We've already won. Oh Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. We pray in the call of God. Everybody say hallelujah with a loud excitement in their voice. Amen. Amen, amen. Come on, you can have your seats, amen. God has been real good to us, amen. All right, there is a message for us tonight to the point in which I got to go live on a few feeds. All right. All right, I'm actually on my, uh, I'm on my, my nun. Uh, you guys know I do a lot of coaching and mentoring and business and stuff. And I'm on my non-religious page, and I had to go live, because this is important. I want to talk to you tonight about how forgiveness makes you unstoppable. And we're going to talk about this for a long time. So right now, I invite you to uh, pull out your cell phones and share whatever feed that you have right now. It'll be on this one right now, or... Or this one here, thank all of you right now. Thank all of you there joining me on the, the what we call the ATS page or the Church One Church page. Share it right now, because we're talking about forgiveness for a mighty long time. All right, all right. We're starting a series, forgiveness. Go ahead, pull out your phones, it's okay. We are a technology church. It's all right, I won't embarrass you. I won't shoot you for anything like that, amen? Forgiveness makes you unstoppable. Listen, I want to talk to you because this, here is, here's the problem. The problem is, there's not enough forgiveness in the world. And even more so of the problem, you are the problem. Right. See, you didn't like any of that. <laughs> the truth is that when someone walks into a room and alters your entire mood, you have a forgiving problem. Right. See, we're going to get real now. Amen. And, and, and I'm going to do Nothing but a biblical overview of what is going on. But at the same time, I'm going to make it a tad bit generic. So you're going to get this side and this side at the same time. Because i got two different audiences and I'm going to speak to you both at the same time. All right. Forgiveness makes you unstoppable. Who in here struggles with forgiveness? Come on, we're going to have a real conversation. Amen. Right? And listen, and most of you, most people... You don't quite understand that as long as you're not forgiven, you're weak. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. When you are being weak and forgiven, you're strong. 
It's a paradox. For if you if you have a problem forgiving, I can almost guess your income in a in a dollar amount. Literally, I can almost guess how much money you make by how much forgiveness you extend. Wow. Hear me, hear me well. I can just about tell you if you are in the poor or middle class, and where you are in the middle class, if you have a forgiving problem. If you're someone who dies over the principle every time someone rubs you the wrong way, you are living check to check and you are broke. Amen. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. But you are not a manager, a boss, or a CEO. You are a complaining employee. If you have a forgiveness problem. Now I just gave you a book in my office written by Dale Carnegie called How to Win Friend and Influence People. And I need for you to understand that the higher you go, you don't get paid to have specific knowledge upon your gift level. You actually get paid to manage and influence people. Right? CEOs have golden parachutes in which we complain about, some of it rightfully so, but they have it because they can influence other people to take their minds off their egos and put it on the task. But if you have a forgiving problem, you don't have influence over people. You have positional influence over people. What does positional influence mean? That means they don't respect you, they respect your position. Come on, somebody help me out. They don't respect you. They won't do a thing for you. They're going to do just enough to keep their jobs. And not enough to get fired. Because you can't draw out of them what no one else can do. Because they don't respect you. They respect your position. I used to see this all the time. See, I'm a veteran in the United States Army. I used to see this all the time to where we will respect the rank but not the person. And I'm afraid, brothers and sisters, all over the internet, we do appreciate you. I am afraid that all of you have been stuck to where you work for, excuse me, people work around you or work for you and they don't respect you. They respect your position. When is the last time that you were willing to give 100% effort for someone you did not respect. When is the last time you stayed in a relationship with someone you did not respect? When is the last time you stayed married to someone you did not respect? Come on, we gonna get hard now. As you, okay, so if you know my teaching style, the harder I get, the closer we get into the text, okay? Right? So, how many of you are looking forward to dating the person that you're never going to respect in your life. Okay, so nobody, right? Okay, no one, no, none of us are looking forward to, hey, I want you to disrespect me for the rest of your days. Yes. Nobody's doing it. Nobody is running to say, yes, disrespect me, talk about me, cheat on me, and, and just call me out my name for the rest of your life. I will worship and serve you. Anybody trying to do that? No, exactly, okay? Because forgiveness and respect go hand in hand. I'm almost done with the intro. Watch it, watch it. Too many of you want to apologize with no accountability. Oh, come on, come on, okay. Okay, listen to what I just said. Too many of you want an apology with no accountability. I said I'm sorry. Listen, your apology means absolutely nothing without the appropriate actions behind it. I wish I had somebody. Right? Right? You, you can't just go around apologizing and don't want accountability. But that's half the, that's more than half the world. We want the forgiveness, but we don't want to be accountable. Well, I said I, I didn't mean to cheat on you 59 times. I didn't mean to steal. Don't punish me. But the truth is, although there is grace in this world, there are also the consequences of your actions. And so we have to get past the point to where we are apologizing but don't want accountability. Because if you're someone who doesn't want accountability, you also are someone who has a problem apologizing. 
I got 45 more seconds and then we go right. If you are someone who wants to apologize but doesn't want to be held accountable for your actions, you are also someone who wishes other people would apologize to you but you never apologize to them. And so we have to get past the point to where we are. We want to walk in forgiveness, but we never want to extend it. So I want to, I want to show you a few things. Now, now I, get, I got a bunch of audiences here, and I definitely appreciate both sets of, of audiences. It's got to be like a bunch of people watching. And so I'm going to be totally respectable to the Bible. I'm going to be totally respectful to those who don't believe, but you can get all this Bible, I assure you, right? You understand? So, I want you to look up Mark chapter 11. I'll read it to you, but just at least make a note of it, okay? I want to show you some things about forgiveness, and I want to show you how forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to depend on the other person. And we're going to do a little Q&A while I'm talking. So at any point that you disagree or agree or want a specific question answered on your level of forgiveness and what you need to do next, stop me, speak loudly, and we're going to address your question. Everybody got that? Right. This is now an interactive teaching. Consider this free coaching because you cannot succeed in this life holding grudges. Yeah, that's right. You can't keep drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And neither can you climb your mountain of success holding all those doggone grudges. Now, if you look at Mark 11, now, now listen, because this is, all this is about to be real, right? Then we about to get into it. And you need it. You need it because you tried everything your way and you still broke it. You still don't have your dreams. And half the reason, you know, no, 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 no. 99% of the reason why you are unsuccessful and don't have your dreams and you're unhappy is because you keep putting out stuff that you don't want to come back. You keep planting seeds that you can't stand to harvest. You keep vibrating at a negative frequency and you wonder why you keep getting negative and undis I mean, disrespectful people in your life. Reverend, Reverend. You cannot be unhappy and have a happy life. You can't be unforgiving and expect people to forgive you and give you your breakthrough. Matter of fact, most of the people that you hated in high school have passed you up right now. And most of the people that you look at on TV with right now, they are successful and you hate them. But they don't even know who you are. It makes no sense to have a problem with anybody who doesn't even know you exist. Have a problem with their methods, but then don't complain about them. Do something about them in your own life. You know what? As a matter of fact, let me walk a little harder, because I just, I just, I just, I just, I'm so tired. Can I talk to my people just for a second? Right, listen, 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 listen. Let me just talk to my people just for a second. And I know I'm online. This is going to be bad when it's recorded. I'm never going to be able to take it back. I'm going to run for president in 40 years and they're going to bring this up. And they're going to say, why did he say this? Well, I said it because it's real. Okay? Watch it. I'm so sick and tired of y'all talking about what Barack Obama did for us. What have you done for us? That's only complaining and doing nothing about it. I'm so sick of you talking about the current president right now. Listen. Donald Trump is never coming to your living room eating your sweet potato pop and drinking your soda. Reverend. So stop complaining. Forgive. Reverend. And do something positive in your own life. Now, what I did, if you just see now, now, now I mean, this comes back on me politically 50 years from now. Would you just, I just did both sides, right? I just did both sides, okay? Republican, Democrat. I don't even care about your parties. I care about the truth. Here is the truth. Mark 11, 25 says, and whenever you stand, pray, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father also is in heaven, will forgive your trespasses. Okay? Now watch this here. <coughs> I want to break this down. Prepare to rise up for a little bit, because I want to break this down. Forget that you don't, maybe you don't believe in, in God or you're spiritual or not religious. Okay. 
We are all on the same. The Bible says that, that well, it doesn't say that, say it, but the great saying that makes sense is that everybody's equal at the foot of the cross. Okay? So that means me, you, atheist, all of us, we're all equal at the cross. If that don't make sense to you, or if you don't like that, you have a major problem with reading your Bible. Because ain't nobody in here better than anybody in this room right now. But people who have superiority complexes cannot forgive. And people who have superiority complexes cannot forgive because they secretly feel that their failure is on the inside. Wow. Listen to what I just said. I'm about to free half of y'all in here right now. People who think they're better than other people never forgive people who have wronged them. But the truth is they hate themselves so much that they can't forgive you because if they forgive you, they have to now address themselves. Now watch what this text, watch, watch what this verse says. It says, whenever you stand, pray. Okay, now, now watch this here. I don't, I don't care if you're thinking. Uh, I don't, if you're thinking about your goals, putting out in a frequency, uh, meditation, Putting out there in your goals, you're thinking and you're meditating on what you want and you understand that whatever you want is going to have to come from a position in which you don't have the power, that's praying. Doesn't matter what you want to call it. It's the same thing. Prayer, meditation, it's the same thing. Now, for us, we sign in Jesus' name. Does that make sense? But if you're doing the same thing, I need you to understand that this text applies to all of you. Right. And what am I saying? Whenever you stand, pray, forgive. Okay. Everybody missed that. Okay. I just, what I just did was I took all of us. I took believers and unbelievers. And I said that when you stand praying or meditating, you, you, you do know that we, we, we like to we like to fight over semantics. We like to say one thing. And like, like okay, here's the answer to this. We like to say Allah. We like to say God. They like to say Allah. And we'll, we'll be convinced that it's not the same thing. That it's not true at all. It's just, it's, it's, it's just a different language. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, it's just a different word. Okay, so I'm saying, pray, meditate, listen. If you are reaching outside of yourself for something that you don't understand or can't see to achieve what you want, forgive. Yeah. Yeah. Is anybody, anybody paying attention? Anybody paying attention? Listen, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm bringing this all in. If you want something that you don't have right now, forgive. Did you see it? It's in the text. I'm, I'm not kidding. If you don't believe that, that's all right. Write this down too. 1 Peter 3, chapters, verse 7. Verses 1 through 6 says, Oh, women, submit, 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 submit. And then us male preachers, we go, that's right, women, submit. But we forget about verse 7. Verse 7 says, oh, husband. oh, husband. Let me talk to you. Treat your wife Sir? with honor and respect, or your prayers will be unanswered. Somebody missed all that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You, you get it? Here's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to show you a correlation here. I'm trying to show you that your attitude is stopping what you want. Amen. And it's not just your attitude. It's your attitude against other people. Come on now. You try to fix them and teach them a lesson. Every time you try to teach somebody a lesson, you remove one of your blessings. Uh oh, all right. Oh, we gonna uh -oh. get deep today. Every single time, I'm, I'm going to hurt him because he hurt me. Oh, they cut me off now. They cut me off. They cut me off, right? You understand? Listen, ooh, I'm going to hurt her. Ooh, she done did this. And we come with this whole list of stuff that she going to pay for. Every time you do something to one of them, you are actually taken away from yourself. Well, I don't believe in the Bible. That's fine. Quantum physics calls it entanglement. It says that whatever you do, since everything came into this world, into existence in one place, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you call it the Big Bang. I don't care if you say God did it. Just leaving religion out of it. We all come from one place, therefore we're still connected. That's, that's, you can look this up. It's called entanglement. It is in quantum physics. 
We have this proven. If you spin one proton, proton across the uh, space-time continuum, it'll happen on the same thing. Here's what I'm saying. Your Bible, since you're a believer, says, whatever you do unto the least of these, my brothers, you did also unto me. But before it said that, it said, hey, remember when I was walking here hungry, you didn't feed me? And I was thirsty, you didn't give me a drink? Whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't do you like that. Yes, you did. Because we're all connected. So when you were trying to teach them a lesson, you were actually teaching me a lesson. Can I go back to your Bible since that makes sense to you? Your Bible, David, before there was a Christ as we understand it and as they understood it, David said, I've sinned against thee and thee only. Whenever you stand asking for whatever you want, forgive. Then it tells you why. Because something greater than you, in the Bible it says the Father, okay? Something greater than you will then forgive you and hook you up. Don't you miss that? Consider why you don't have the stuff you're asking for. Is it possible you keep doing all the right things but don't get the right fruit because you treat people in the wrong way? Is this possible? Because your blessings will always come from people. So <laughs> <laughs> I say they ain't coming from the moon. <laughs> Santa Claus ain't coming. Well, yeah, 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 he is, kid. Santa Claus right now. Just, right? So listen, it's not, listen, we still, I don't care how blessed you are. You cut the AC on from I don't care how blessed you are. You have to get your blessings through other people. I don't need nobody. Okay, they would do a job interview by yourself. Apply for a job and then get the interview all by yourself. Since you don't need nobody. <laughs> yeah, right? Listen, I don't care what it is, if you disrespect people, your blessings will be removed from you. If I say something right now that somebody doesn't like, they're going to find this on the internet 23 years from now, and they're going to hold it against me. There are people who are paid to go through archives of tweets just to find me contradicting myself. You do know that, don't you? Whenever you stand for what you want, forgive other people and you'll get it. Did that make sense? Mm -hmm. <coughs> i say one more thing about this. It's going to be hard to receive. Sometimes you have to forgive people who don't want it. Come on now. Come on now. Yes, sir. Come on, man. Did you hear what I said? Come on. <clears throat> that text didn't say, stand, whatever you want, forgive, because they're going to be nice to you. That's not what it said. I'm not putting that in the text. Forgive. It didn't say, go out there and notify them. It didn't say, forgive arrogantly. Listen, most of the people that you would need to forgive will be so disrespectful to you, they don't even think they owe you an apology. But pay attention, because this text says, Something on the outside of you will bless you, not them. <laughs> Listen to what I said. <coughs> when you forgive, yeah. you ain't got to worry about them. Come on. It's something outside of the people who rub you the wrong way yeah. that's going to bless you. Did y'all hear what I said? Yeah. But the reason you don't forgive is because you say, I'm not going to do that. That's a waste of my time. Come on, wish I had somebody. Amen. You, you, come on. Come on. But if I do that, they're going to they they disrespect me. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to listen. The fight is not against them. The fight is against poverty. The fight is not against them. The fight is against principalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fight is not against them. The fight is against the fact that you can't afford to do what you want to do. And it makes no sense to spend your energy on not forgiving when you can go get what you want by forgiving. Come on now. Okay. Last thing I'm going to say about this. Every, most of the people that you need to forgive, not only have they already disrespected you, they have every intention to keep disrespecting you. 
this make sense? Does this make sense? I'm losing my little internet connection here. Oh, I have the Wi-Fi on. Probably shouldn't do that. Okay, let's see. Next verse. And so now we got in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. Be kind to one another. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Everybody catch that? It says, be kind to one another. Everybody got that? Why? Yes, that's what that's what I asked where I'm going. The only thing I want to say about this. Be nice. Can I tell you the problem? Can I tell you, can I wake you up? Now see, Isaac don't like this. Because he know y'all trapped in the matrix just like I know y'all trapped in the matrix. Can I look at, can I wake y'all up? Do you mind? Do you mind if I wake y'all up? Religion and politics ain't different at all. I didn't say the Bible. Wake up, folks. I didn't say the Bible. I said religion and politics are the exact same. And the only folk that really complain about politics are religious folk, really, to be honest with you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> now, here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. Check me out. Listen. Listen. This text says, be kind to one another. Does anybody disagree with being kind to one another? Anybody? This, what's up, baby? Anybody? Anybody disagree with being kind to one another? He said he did. <laughs> We need to forgive one another, right? We talk about forgiveness this whole time. Does anybody, anybody disagree we need to be kind one another? But guess what religion and politics does? Because you trapped in the matrix. Religion and politics says either or. Uh, that's where I'm going. you a Democrat or you're a Republican. I hate the other. Am I not living in the 21st century? Am I the only one? Am I the only one? Am I the only one? That okay, you okay, I'll prove it to you. Nothing in the 21st century is emotionally neutral anymore. Okay? Emotionally, like it is neutral. Like you don't you can't feel not a way about it. If you are a meat lover, then you are a conservative person. If you're a vegetarian, that happy liberal. Come on, come on, help me out. You understand? It doesn't matter. It, 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 it doesn't matter. If you're Democrat, you're liberal. If you're Republican, you're conservative. If you're pro-life, you're liberal. If you're the other way around, if you're pro-life, you're conservative. If you're pro-choice, you're liberal. <laughs> pick one. The pick one. They didn't even made the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. You can't even. Right? You can't even be. It doesn't matter. If you like the Yankees, you're one person. If you like the Celtics, you're another people. If it, it, whatever it is, you can't feel any way without deciding. Us versus them. Come on, somebody help me out. I'm, I'm doing matrix talk to you right now. Can we move to the church now? Us versus them. Does that make sense? Now, it's, it's, listen, listen, it's us, and and y'all need to adjust to us. We're not changing nothing. We're not changing no music. We need to get in here and dress in a five-piece suit. I don't even know if those exist. Right. You need to you need to have your you need to have bow ties up here. You need to have your skirts and all that's right. Us them. Now watch this here. You can't be Baptist. Watch it, watch it. Be kind to one another. Does that make sense? Do you know that all of you practice this when you're not talking about politics and when you're not talking about the church? Wow. But the moment you go back to either or and I hate you, us versus them, is when you're in the church or when you're in politics. I prove it. You go to Walmart right now and you pick up a banana. And it's the last banana. And if, if you white, then a black person pick up a banana. If you black, then a white person pick up a banana. Or, or if you're Asian, whatever, right? Whatever you have a problem with. You understand what I'm saying? Picks up a banana. Are you going to kill them for that banana? Does this make sense? You're going to say, oh, you know what? No, no, it's, it's okay. You can have it. That makes no sense. You need to tell me you forgive and be kind to one another in the world, but you don't do it in your church arena. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm trying to wake you up. In politics, 
Right? Oh, oh, I hate you. What? We practice every day. How many times during November and January, which is like the most happiest time of the year, right? Is it the most wonderful time of the year? How many times do you hold the door open for people you've never met in your life? But you won't do that when you're thinking about religion and when you're thinking about politics. I promise you, I just, you ain't got to agree with me. But it still hurt either way. <laughs> it still hurt either way. <clears throat> what am I saying? I'm saying that your brain has been shifted and twisted so much that you believe in being kind to one another. Unless you're around the church or politics and when they tell you don't be kind to one another. Some of you act very differently outside the church than what you do when you're in. It's highly inappropriate that you're a great employee but a sorry church member. Then, then you have the audacity to be a leader at the job or a leader in the church but not a leader at home. <laughs> so, forgiveness. The reason why you can't be kind to one another is because you haven't forgiven. Now, I showed you two things. The first one I showed you, your forgiveness comes from, your blessings come from you forgiving. Every time you think about what you want, forgive somebody holding you back from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something outside of them will bless you, not worrying about them. Does that make sense? The second thing I just showed you was the reason, half the reason why you don't forgive is because the system you need makes it taboo to be both and. you forced to be either or. Don't miss that. Because some of you are loving people until you get around a hating system. Now, what is fake? The system that makes you hate, or you follow the system that's not true to you. Number three, with artless transition. <laughs> Matthew 6, 15, it's going to hurt the whole time. <laughs> but Matthew 6, 15, write that down. We're going to do this for a long, we're going to talk about forgiveness for a long time. Because forgiveness makes you unstoppable. I'll repeat all three to you just so you can understand. Mark, the first one was Mark 11, 25. And in Mark 11, 25, I told you, whenever you think about what you want, forgive someone holding you back from it. And then something outside of you, if you're a Christian, the Father will give to you what you want. Does that make sense? Now, I'm not watering down the Bible. I'm just telling I'm speaking to both crowds, if that makes sense. But I'm, you will get all this Bible, regardless of what you think. You understand what I'm saying? Because I am what I am, and I change it. Okay. Now, number two, systems. And it was uh, Ephesians 4.32. Some of you are not kind to others because your system is not. The only time you love homeless people is when your church say, go out there and feed them. But if that never happens, you don't even give them a dollar when they ask for it. Oh, man. Here's the third. Matthew 6, 15. <clears throat> but if you do not forgive others trespassing, neither will the Father forgive your trespassing. We gotta talk about this. We gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna dig my heels into this one. Because I want to give you two different versions. I'm gonna say the same thing. I am not, I'm gonna say the same thing. For us, it's the Father. For some of y'all, it's the universe. Listen, that's an argument for a different time. Here are the facts. The facts is, if you don't forgive, something greater than you won't forgive you. That is a biblical fact. And if you don't believe in the Bible, it's been a fact since the beginning of time. The Babylonians have used it. The Samaritans have used it. You can call it law of attraction. You can call it God's forgiveness. And I don't care what you call it. 
if you are bad to other people, the world will be bad to you. Yes, sir. That's right. You say, listen, fix it, drift it out there. What you want to do with it? Here are the facts that you are getting who you are, not what you want. You are literally, listen, the, the, the absolute what you have in your life right now is because of who you are. And if you don't have what you want, you're not giving enough people what they want. If you don't have the forgiveness you want, it's because you keep holding grudges. And you're only attracting people who like the whole grudges too. Listen, some of you know it all. So you only attract the people who want to prove you wrong. Come on, I'm trying to help you with this place. Some of you know everything and you're a full cup. And so you only you only attract people that want to pull your cup out. Kick it off. You wonder why you don't have no peace. Because you ain't giving nobody no peace. And the reason why you are stoppable is because you're not forgivable. Mm. Name me one person that has done everything for you that you've ever wanted, that has always been kind to you, that you would let be broken suffer. Wouldn't your life be more abundant if everybody thought of you as that one person? You try to be real. You're not trying to be successful. See, I say this to my leaders all the time. <laughs> and, and it depends on it depends on how religious you are if you can accept this here. I said it earlier, and I dressed it up. I used principalities, but I want to say it the way I always say it. The fight is against poverty. Oh, listen, the fight is against poverty. Disease and poverty have a direct link. You can't even buy the food that would keep you healthy when you're in poverty. Because all the food that continuously kills you is very cheap. Right. And it's yeah. what you can afford. Right. And then, while in poverty, you can't even live in a neighborhood that will sustain your kids into having a good life. Because you're in poverty. And if you're in poverty, you're also around crime. I'm not saying crime isn't everywhere. I'm saying it is especially prevalent in poverty. Because when you get down to poverty so much, you are forced to do some things you wouldn't normally do. Right. No, no, no. Right. Watch it. Let me talk to my folk with backgrounds. I raise my hand first. How many of you have done some stuff that you wouldn't, he got, he's already had his hand up, that you didn't want to do? Come on, man. But you ain't had no choice. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Let's say all the time. All right, amen. You put your hands down. I'm not telling you. <laughs> he put his feet up. He got arms up. He put his dreads up. He got everything up. Listen, the fight is against poverty. Now, if you're so religious, you can't, because you go, oh, well, salvation is salvation. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not arguing against salvation. I'm not arguing against evilness. Here's what I'm saying. When you, put, when you recognize that the fight is against poverty, you behave differently. Watch it. I'll show you. You cuss me out. Now, I have a choice to make the fight against you or the fight against poverty. If cussing you out in return puts money in my pocket, well, so be it. There are jobs out, shop jobs, politics. There are jobs out there that do such a thing. But if offending you because you offended me doesn't put money into my pocket and I have my eyes on creating a better life for myself and others, then I will tend to do all these biblical principles because my eyes are in the right place. Come on, Reverend. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking God out of it. That's all I'm trying to do. Because even God understands in your, your Bible, my Bible, that the poor will be that you always. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. I'm also saying that Jesus took a lot of time talking about money. And he understood that this money system that we made up would dictate a lot of your actions. Wow. And he understood that if it dictated a lot of your actions, it also dictated a lot of your behaviors. Right. And he understood that if it dictated your behavior, then you're now not forgiving people or vibrating at the improper frequency, and then you're now in this scripture that if you don't forgive, 
you won't be forgiven. And if you're not forgiven, you're probably not successful. And if you're not liked, you can't get promoted. And if you're not promoted, you are below the poverty line. Now, disagree with me all you want to, but as long as you live on planet Earth, we are the only species that have to pay to be here. The fight is not against one another. The Bible says it's against principalities. It's against the tricks of the enemy, the tricks of the adversary, the tricks of the devil. It's not, it's not, it's not us. I don't need to offend Isaac. I don't need to offend Tempest. I don't need to. That, that's irrelevant. What you did to me, I have no control over. But I completely have control of my response to you. My response to you will always make me successful. What you're doing to me will only keep you unsuccessful. I'm trying to help somebody. Amen. Let's move on. First John chapter 1, verse 9. I'm trying to make this work for you. First John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. And cleanse us of our sins from all unrighteousness. This I just want to listen. Sometimes, sometimes, listen. Y'all ain't gonna like nothing about this. You actually have to apologize out loud to the person you offended. This ain't even my word. If, if you get mad, get mad at John, right? <laughs> Don't do that to me. Every now and then, you have to, in, watch it, this, whoop, you have to include me in your forgiveness of me. What do I mean by that? Listen to what I said. Some of you are so arrogant that you walk around, I don't have a problem with him, I forgave him. <laughs> Why you saying it like that? Don't sound like that. But when you see me, you remind me with your facial features that I get you wrong. Now, now we can't have both. But if you have forgiven me, include me in your forgiveness. I'm saying a whole lot of here. That means if you no longer have a problem with me, give me a hug and include me in that. Don't let me walk around for the next nine years feeling guilty for the problem that I did to you. Yes. And you already forgave me for it. I wish I had somebody. That's not fair. That's not fair right. that you done dictated and made me redefine my entire life for how I did you wrong and you ain't thought about me in nine years. And I'm scared to go to your mama house because you might be over there. I wish I had somebody. Come on, somebody help me out. You understand. You got that car memorized in the first three of that license plate. You understand. And every time you see that car there, you drive off. Some of y'all don't even drive down streets no more. Because you got forgiveness problems. You, skip, you literally plucked up a whole city block off earth. You don't even go there no more. When you drive down the street, like you ain't even, like the street is over here and you do this. So you don't even look that way. And then when you do look, you look with a problem. <laughs> Every now and then, you gotta involve me in your forgiveness of me. Did, did you hear, I'm listening, I'm trying to, did you hear what I said? You can't just forgive me and then when you see me, not involve me in that. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I ain't got a problem with him, but he's going to know he hurt me. <laughs> no, that is not forgiveness. That is not for, I, I, I am, somebody's going, I, knew, I wish he moved on. He is all, he is just all in my doorway. I think he talking about me personally. I just, ooh, I hate pastor, right? Listen, you must include the people you forgive in your forgiveness. <clears throat> I'm not saying you gotta just walk around and say, hey, do you mind if I forgive you? That's not what I'm saying. 
I'm saying when you let it go, when you see me, your Bible say he hot coals over my head with kindness. Yeah, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, you just involve me in it. Now, why does this make sense? I'll tell you what. A lot of y'all are relationships right now. Doing the number one thing I hate about relationships. I can't stand this. Let me tell you, I just about, I just about have to pray every time. I be want to burn the whole house down. Ain't nobody living in this house today. Listen, let me tell you. This is what y'all do. You're mad at each other. Husband and wife. Or, or significant other, significant other. Right? Because I don't know if all y'all married. But you understand. You, you're sitting there, you, you're mad. And you don't talk to each other. Okay, that's not a problem. Not, not the Bible. I'm going to let your anger sun go down on your wrath. But, but, but this is, this is, this is, we all know that. Even your grandmother say, baby, don't go to bed mad. You all know that. Big mama told y'all that. This is a problem. You ain't talked to her for 12 hours. And your mama called. Hey, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> y'all gonna hate you today. Hey, hey, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm sitting up here. You know when the conversation get real good, you walk everywhere. Yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, you know, and I'm just hanging out. I'm doing all right and everything. Boom, boom, boom. All right, then. Love you. Come on, somebody help me out. Somebody help me out. Like, consider your relationship as this big five-gallon, dirty, nasty uh, tub of water. And you come over, and your people come over, and you just ignore the water. It's right there. You, just, you put it in there. You don't want you, it. You don't want it. So here's what you do. You, you pick up the water, and you take it in the bedroom, because nobody should be going to a grown folk bedroom. Hey, man, I wish I had somebody. You understand? And then you walk back out there and pretend the water would just there. And so you talk, hey, man, both of y'all, same time. Yeah. Yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. No, no, we doing good. We yeah, we're good. Yes, ma'am. No, no. No, everything is fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And as soon as they leave, man. you go right back in the bedroom, right, right. pull that water back out, yeah. and be mad at the water. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. Be mad at you for not addressing the water. All right. All right. Now, if you want to fix the five gallon thing of water, if you pour it out, you ain't got nothing left. Now, now you're getting divorced. <coughs> if you pour it out, you ain't got no energy. Now you you ain't you feel the walk hard. You're not making love no more. Amen. Come on, man. Do you mind? Do you mind? Come on, talk, talk real. I dive it two times a year. Talk real, man. It, 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 this, this, this. I'm just we grown folk. Y'all grown people on my Facebook grown, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Two times a year, maybe that third one on your birthday, you know what I'm saying? Oh, maybe that one, maybe that one. <laughs> maybe that one. And so when you empty it out, you ain't doing none of that no more. I wish I had somebody, hear that? So now here's what you do. Here's what you do. If you want to fix the problem with dirty water, you can't empty it, and you can't give it the attention to dirty water. You got to start pouring clean water in it. And see, the more you pour clean water in, the more the dirty water just overflow and leave out. Come on, man. Come on. Now, here's the problem. Come on. The problem is you've been focusing on the dirty water for too long. Come on, man. You try to put your hands in the water and rip out the dirt. Come on, man. Here's what that looks like. You need to change. You better not do this no more. If you just stop it. No, 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 no. Once it's in the water, the hydrogen and the oxygen, or what they call on the molecular level, a cohesive bond. That means you can't separate them no more. They are bonded together and they become something new. All right? Oh, right. Remember that good relationship you had? Bringing them problems. Now you have a new relationship. And it ain't the one you wanted. And it showed up ain't the one you signed up for. I wish I had somebody. You know what I'm saying? 
So you can't go in there and just rip out the dirt. It's, it's physiologically and scientifically and molecularly impossible. So the only way to get rid of the dirt is you gotta pull it clean. And some of y'all go, you show where I'm gonna pull in clean tonight, but you're not gonna pull enough. Because you can't pull in five gallons of clean water and expect to get rid of five gallons of dirt in the water. You can't go one for one. You can't even pull in 10 gallons of clean water and pull it into five gallons. Be, it's still gonna be dark, it's gonna be not as dark. Watch it. You can't even pull in 30 gallons of clean water and get rid of it five. Because then it's gonna really frustrate you. It's gonna look better than what it was, but not enough to drink. Some of y'all there right now. You done put in all this work and I still can't even touch it. You know what that look like? Can I tell you what it looked like in I forgave you, but I still don't trust you. Oh, that's bad. Come on, help me out. So you actually have to pull in like 80 to 100 gallons of water, clean water, to get rid of the dirty water. But y'all so arrogant, you can't forgive past 80 gallons. You see, I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to sell my happiness for anything. There's a story of a guy who was with his wife. They were driving. They had a wonderful time in the banquet. His wife was looking real good, formal, he had a tuxedo. The whole day was great. And then they left the bank when they get to a gas station. And the gas station is not the one they regularly go to. And so the customer service was nice. And as they get there, the wife gets offended because the customer service was nice. So baby, calm down. Okay, honey, I'll calm down. Then they drive off. And as they're on the way home, the wife brings him back. Why are you told him to call back? He gets a ticket. And then he realizes as they don't talk on the way home that I sold my happiness because my wife asked me a question. And he realized my happiness is only worth a question. And I sell it for a question. So my question to you is, how expensive is your happiness? Come on, man. What are you selling your happiness for? Is your happiness argument worth? She disrespected me worth? Because let me tell you, if someone can offend you and rob you of your happiness, your happiness is very cheap. I'm just not willing to ruin the only life I got on this earth in this way for anything less than a thousand billion dollars. That's a whole lot. I'm not even sure if that number actually exists. But if it does, that's where my happiness is at. Does that make sense? <laughs> you, I am not selling my happiness because you get mad at me and send me a long text message cussing me out. I would, listen to me, I would look at your text message and go, and delete. My iPhone lets me swipe left. And this red rectangle comes up. And if I hit it in the right spot, it delete that whole thread and saves me phone space at the same time. I really do two things at once. I save my happiness and my megabytes. My happiness is not worth your desire to make me unhappy. But the only way you get there, ladies and gentlemen, is you have to master forgiveness. When you master forgiveness, and I'm not saying this, listen, Y'all not going home and curing today. <laughs> it wouldn't be a series if you would. 
matter of fact, the moment you say, yeah, I'm going to forgive, it's a whole lot of disrespect coming your way. In 2012, I prayed the best and worst prayer I ever prayed in my entire life. I said, Lord, make me the least offended person on planet Earth. I didn't know what I was asking. I'm glad I did. It was the best thing I don't ever want to go through again, if that makes sense. People, I mean, my cell phone was offending me. Bill collecting was offending me. Kids were offending me. Wife was offending me. Inanimate objects were offending me. TV shows were, I mean, everything I didn't know I had a problem with was rubbing me the wrong way. Do I ask somebody? You understand what I'm saying? You have to be to the point in which all your energy is not in all the wrong places. Your principle is not getting you paid. It's not making you have a legacy. It's only teaching your kids, daddy don't like this, so when I get married, I shouldn't like it either. So your challenge is this. I want you to monitor how expensive your happiness is. That's what I want you to do. Because remember, your happiness is tied into your level of forgiveness. And if you have a problem with forgiveness, you sell your happiness immediately. So I want you to think about it. When you get home, listen, some of y'all, the moment you walk out of here, that argument you stopped on the way here, it's going to try to pick itself back up. I wish I had somebody. Some of y'all rode to get arguing. Some of y'all was texting and driving arguing. It's going to try to come back up. And ask yourself, is my happiness worth this text message? Worth my wife disagreeing with me? Because you'll never achieve the life you want with the level of forgiveness of a sinner. Let me pray for you, Lord, we thank you. That we have learned how to forgive in this place. Now the hard part is, God, we have to reinforce it and start applying it. Let us go out and challenge ourselves to look at our happiness and respect that our happiness is tied to our forgiveness. The more we forgive, the more happy we are. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us hence now and forever. And they all said, Amen. If you believe it, then you say amen one more time. Amen. I want to talk to you about your goals and your dreams. What are you waiting for? You waiting for someone to dress you in success? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Life was meant to be about laughter, joy, and abundance. There's no shortage of money, and success is your moral obligation. But you're still in a thinking mode. Haven't quite worked your way to saying yes. It's time for you to work, grind. Your business needs you to move from a walk to a run. You have been praying for this opportunity. You've been waiting for owners who will look out for your best interest and send most of the money back into the field. Well, ATS is that company. This is what you have been praying for. So now it's on you. Will you care enough about your business to actually take all the freshman level classes? Will you care enough about your business to move towards the sophomore classes and beyond? Over here, we're giving away all the information that takes you to get the six and seven figures and beyond. Over here, we're not satisfied until 97% of our company is actually making money. We're not looking to get rich. We're looking to make you rich. And by default, we'll share an experience of that success with you. You will learn how to do all social media ads. Here, you will learn how to get on a sales call and convert energy into income. Here, you will learn how to code your own app for your business, set up your social media pages, and learn how to build million-dollar sales funnels. And we will give all that information to every single person who wants it. If you want to quadruple your retirement, this is the place. If you want to bring a customer into the company and have the company do most of the work for you to keep them paying you every single month, this is the place. If you want to benefit from the company's success, this 
is the place. If you want a company to email your customers money-making tips every single day that keeps them loyal to your downline, this is the place. You and I both know the world and how we used to make money, it has changed. You and I both know that all the tactics that you used to use to produce good results, they don't work the way they once did. How many people do you know that have not adjusted to this information age and now they are out of business? Ask yourself, how much more time do you have to waste and be out of business? Here's my advice to you. Stop passing up on opportunities because you're afraid to take another loss. Fear is the enemy of wealth and comfort is the repellent of millions. Will you answer the call? Or will you just get excited and be like, wow, this is a great video and do nothing. The choice is yours. Let us celebrate your retirement. Let us celebrate your millions. Let us celebrate you and break you through the glass. This is ATS and this is your moment.